What's up, guys? It is the fourth day of the second week of the WGT Challenge. Just to explain what this is, it's called World Golf Tour, and it's one of the best golf apps out there on the market. To compete, all you have to do is go to freewgt.com to download the game, and you do have to go to freewgt.com to get it. Otherwise, your scores won't count. Once you've downloaded it, head to the closest to the whole challenge, and pick a golf course. This week, we've chosen Valhalla, and we're doing hole number three. The third hole of the challenge is the one we're trying to get closest to the hole on. Once you've gotten in on all of that, you just try and get the ball as close to that hole or in it if you are capable of doing so. And at the end of the week, the person who got it closest will win a free DNVR shirt or gift card from a local restaurant. All you have to do to enter is take a screenshot after you've hit the ball as close to the hole as you can and send it to us either on Twitter or at info at the dnvr.com. And not only do you have an opportunity to win a shirt or gift card this week, for every week you enter, you will be given another raffle entry into the grand prize drawing at the end, which will be either tickets to an Avs game or if you're out of state, a jersey of your choice. So that's another awesome prize that you have the opportunity to win here. Again, all you have to do is go to free WGT com to download the game go to the closest to the whole challenge and then hit it as close as you can send us the screenshot to enter i've played this one a little bit i'm not doing great i seem to on every hole get it around eight feet and then can't do better than that aj i'm not sure if you are in on this week i know you've been traveling but i'm sure he'll try and get in there before the week is over yeah i haven't uh i haven't given it a whirl yet but i've got a hole in one coming this week <laughs> you feeling it? I'm feeling it, man. <laughs> All right. Well, that might be tough to beat, but either way, get in there. Try and get as close to the hole as you can. Let's go ahead and jump into this show. Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. You can visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com. You can reserve your products there and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. And you can use code DNVR20 for 20% off your entire purchase. I'm Nathan Rudolph. With me back on the show is AJ Hayfley. We're going to kind of dig into all of the rough around the abs right now i guess let's start off with some of the more recent news as it's just more bad news for the abs philip grubauer day-to-day with a lower body injury how does it get any worse for the abs right now and they have francois to be the starter while he's out but man it has not been a good time yeah this is the last thing they needed obviously um you always go into it and into the season saying, all right, well, you know, okay, we have increased depth and what can we, what can we not handle? Every NHL team walks into the season and says, all right, we can't lose our top forwards and we can't lose our starting goaltender. Yep. Those are basically a recipe for disaster. If you lose them long-term. Yeah. Thankfully it sounds like Grubauer is just day to day, but he's going to miss at least a couple games. <laughs> yeah. And you know, if that's, if that's all it ends up being, you know, these are it's it's tough that it's going to be on uh, this short little homestand that they have. Yeah. You know, because they they have the Preds tonight, the Blue Jackets Saturday, and then they're back on the road for another five games. 
So these were these were games they definitely need to try and find ways to get points in. And not having your starting goaltender just makes it uphill makes it more of an uphill battle. You know, that's nothing against Francois, who's looked pretty good so far this year. Felt pretty good. We feel I think we feel pretty good about him. Um I I feel solid about him. I you know, he's he still has more to prove, but this is a tall task. You know, you got the Preds coming in, playing pretty well. Uh, you're still hurt up front. Offensively, you're not dangerous at all. You're not scaring anybody. Um, you're you're not generating. You have, what, two goals in your last three games? Yep. It's been brutal. And now you lose your starting goaltender? Like, them's, you know, them's the breaks. That's life. That's... You know, every, every year there are teams that face an abnormal amount of adversity. Right now, Colorado's one of them. And, you know, you just got to just gotta get through it. And I talked to Eric Johnson the other day, and he just said, look, they're just got to get through it. Yeah, I. that's pretty much it. They don't really have a choice but to manage it to the best of their ability. With Francois and Nett, one of the Avs biggest problems for a long time has been managing the front of the net, particularly through this slide that they're on. That's something that they're going to have to clean up with him. He's always been prone to giving up some juicy rebounds. If they can clean that area up, you know, I think it might not be too bad. Yeah. Five, you know, five V five. Um, you know, 5v5, they've got to figure out, I mean, everything, right? It'd be nice to just see them play some 5v5, though. It like, has been a lot of choppy games, it's, yeah. It's really, and they, uh, I don't know, man. They, but right now they suck at everything except the penalty kill. I I like their penalty kill. I think it's I think it's gotten really good. And I think it's it's gotten really consistent and it's worked its way. It's had a lot of practice. Uh, and I think that it's it's about the best thing that they have going for them right now. And now their starting goaltender goes out and it just feels not great. It just it just feels like every time they, they get a leg up on something, uh, right now it's getting chopped out from underneath them. And they've got to figure out their 5v5 offense. They've got to figure out their power play, you've got to figure out how to generate. And and I don't know that this group can do that as currently constructed. I mean, I guess you could say that Sackick did a poor job of building a team because two injuries mean that they can't score at 5v5, but it's pretty much the two guys that you couldn't afford to lose, you know, with McKinnon being the obvious other one there. You just can't afford to lose your top guns. There's no team in the NHL that can. Yeah, obviously, uh, no one is expecting the team, or no one should be expecting the team to perform well without Landis Goggin ranting and in. But there's a difference between going 0 4 and 1 over this stretch and being 2 and 3, especially with a couple of low scoring games that they just couldn't get themselves into. Yeah, but- and, and you know, I and I don't ever like having this conversation about 
good and bad luck, but like they've gotten some garbage luck along the way. Um, you know, the Dallas game the other day, look, they started out like like trash, but I thought it was pretty obvious goaltender interference on the first goal. And the guy friggin' plays it with a broken damn stick on the third goal. Yeah. And I'm not and I'm not going to I'm, there's no excuse for how they played. They played like trash. And they ultimately got the outcome that they deserved. But like, you know, it it felt if there was one thing that we should have learned from the 16-17 abs is that bad hockey leads to bad, you know, bad hockey leads to bad fortune. You're not getting any good breaks to bail you out when you're playing like tr- like like crap. You're just not. So yeah, it's just true. I I don't think that was goalie interference. To be honest, I I think it I think it was the stick. I mean, the stick was in between the guy's legs, and he was just standing there. And I, mean, I the look the look that we had, and and you know, again, we all have different looks, especially when you're working a game. You're very subjected to maybe one or two replays. And then yeah. it's gone. And uh, the only look that I had was the one that they put on the Jumbotron in the arena. I did not see a television replay. But to me, it looked like Grubauer's stick was being held. Regardless of how you feel about that one. Yeah, the, the other one was. The third one, the third one might be the weirdest like execution of a proper call I've ever seen. In any sports ever. Because they blew the call live. And the replay system was built to help that. Except in this situation, which is just wild. I don't, I don't know, but you know, it, it, that doesn't, that doesn't being down three, one, two, one, you still have to score a second goal and they didn't, they didn't do that. They didn't even come particularly close to doing that. Uh, They just haven't been any good, but they've also had some silly things happen to them. Sorry about that. A little bit of technical difficulties, but basically it comes down to, Pour one out for Philip Grubauer and the Abs' bad luck. So it's time to take a second and acknowledge the official beer of DNVR, Breckenridge Brewery. They have teamed up with Never Summer to host an opening day event for the ski and snowboard season. It's going down at the Punchbowl Social on Saturday, November 9th from 6 to 11 p.m. It's basically just going to be an awesome time where you can come hang out and have a few beers and party. They're going to have the Gin Doctors up on stage crushing a bunch of your favorite 90s hits and you can even get a chance to come on stage and do some 90s karaoke of your own plus a bunch of other cool stuff is happening as well including chances to win an amazing artist series snowboard or epic passes for the entire ski and snowboard season as well as a bunch of other stuff as well keep an eye out for it it's gonna be a great time saturday nights highly recommend it the Avs will be playing that night, so maybe you can hit up both a little bit of the party and then go watch the Avs take on the Columbus Blue Jackets, where they will probably still not have anyone healthy back in the lineup, unfortunately. However, the lineup will look a little bit different. It will have TJ Tynan in instead of Jason Megna, just kind of a one-for-one swap, switching out who they have called up. Yep, the more things change, the more they stay the same with that guy. Yeah. So. Not much to really say about that one. I guess that sums it up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what they're trying to get out of Tynan that they couldn't get out of Megna. Maybe it's a little bit more of an offensive spark. 
you know, Titan's a pretty creative offensive player, a good passer, a good creator, a good facilitator. Maybe that's all it is. Hey, we're just going to try and give this a different look. Megna and Tynan are both productive AHL players, uh, but they do it in very different ways. Uh, So I'm assuming that's all it is, is, hey, there was nothing wrong with what Megna did. It was just more of the same for us. And Tynan is a very different look uh, where he's he brings a little bit more of that injection of skill. And honestly, this is this is where we're looking around and saying this is this is where they miss Van Andrigetto. Because that yeah. in-between skill level that he had where skill-wise he definitely fit in the NHL. Uh, but he could not he could not get to it at his best level consistently enough to be in that lineup. But he's better than all these guys that they're that they're putting in the lineup now, you know, and obviously it took them three injuries to get there, so you're not going to you aren't going to keep Andrew Ghetto around just for that. But they're missing that kind of guy, uh, one with one with a little bit more of a, a skill level that that can generate offense, and I think that's probably the mindset behind uh, the the tie in addition. And he's played well for the Eagles, and we've always seen that they try to do that. They try to reward those guys uh, for playing well down sure. there. So. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I it, look. It doesn't really matter who they call up to play five minutes a night. The more offense, less offense. It's just not going to be that impactful, regardless, unless they give them a little more ice time. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm fine with it. But they can call up Travis Barron to do five minutes a night. I mean, it's, right? What does it matter? Like, you're not expecting that guy to make any kind of a difference. And if and if he does, you got lucky. Like, flat out, like, you got lucky that in one of the seven shifts that guy is going to give you in that game, he does something. So, if he even gets five minutes tonight, I'll be uh, I'll be a little surprised. Yeah, not expecting a ton there. There was a little bit of talk. You talked with Bednar about Shane Bowers. Obviously got off to a slow start. They didn't want to call him up in the first month anyway by the sound of it, but is is that something we can maybe expect down the line this season as, as someone who will get NHL games? Sure. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, who knows? With, the, with how this is going, man, the, the Eagles are going to be the abs in a month. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> We're talking about Shane Bowers getting top six time with the Eagles. He might get top six time with the abs at this rate. Yeah, it's just been it's been a pretty rough go of November so far for this team, hasn't it? Uh I mean it's been stupid. Like and and I don't and I'm not going to say I'm not I'm please for the love of all that is holy, do not misread this as me making excuses, but this has been garbage. They've played they've played really poorly, but again, there is not a team out there built to withstand those kinds of injuries. On a, on a regular basis, and like you look at you look at uh, how Pittsburgh did without Malkin. Malkin's been hurt a bunch of times over the years. They've got Sidney Crosby, who's one of the five best players ever. You know, I I love watching Nathan McKinnon. I think he's one of the better players in the NHL. I think that he could have a Hall of Fame career in him, but uh, he's not Sidney Crosby. You know, like he's just he's not on that elite of the elite 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 level. And I that's I don't feel like that's a criticism of him. You know, Cros- yeah. Crosby's just a different beast. He was a different, different kind of guy that just produces 
and finds a way to hang out, uh, hang around and, and do his thing all the time. And McKinnon, McKinnon, we've seen in his career, he can be, you know, he's a special player, but he does need a little bit more help than that. And, you know, I don't think McKinnon's going to be having, he's not going to be making any Chris Kunitzes. So, you know, I'm, I don't know. I, I just think that this has been, it's a combination of, of bad play and bad luck. And it kind of building up to a, a very frustrated team. And, you know, you talk, oh, there's a leadership void. And, well, yeah. You lost your captain for yeah. a long-term injury. You know, captain. And, and this should really drive home what an all-around talent Landeskog is. What a glue guy he is. And is a guy that helps everybody. Keep the whole lineup in order right like he is it's not just oh staple him next to mckinnon so that they have somebody who's good on defense you know it's staple him next to anybody and that line immediately gets better he has the talent to be in the top six and make players better instead of not being in the lineup and you have a top six that doesn't have the talent to be a top six. Right. And like, like Rantanen is a little more straightforward. I'm not going to say easy because it's not, you don't replace a point per game player, but in terms of what he brings on a night to night basis, he's, he's more straightforward to replace because it's okay. You're looking for a guy that can generate offense. All right. Well, that's where you feel good about Burakovsky. He just hasn't done it. And this is, this is where, the, you know, this is this is where you have the problem. Yeah, it's it's an issue, and I'm sure one that we'll dive into in a minute here, along with all of the Evs other struggles. Uh, but first, I mean, in my opinion, I do think Nathan McKinnon needs to be better than he has in the last couple of games. He's this team's big dog, and he's got to step up and be that. But if you're looking for a big dog electrician here in the Denver metro area, Piper Electric has been serving that area since 1983 through a commitment to customer service and team performance. Piper Electric is the hometown electrical contractor you can trust. If you call 303-646-6765, they'll give you the DNBR hookup and save you 20% off your next service call. No job is too big or too small for Piper Electric. They work with the top professionalism and integrity in the biz whether it's residential, commercial, or industrial work. Don't forget, you have to call 303-646-6765 to receive 20% off your next service call. Second segment of the DNBR Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution. Before we get into all of this sadness around how poor the Avs have been playing over the last five games, had a very unusual question on the show yesterday with Evan that I wanted to ask you as well, AJ, just to see what your answer was and what you have to defend it. Okay. A feral American asked, if you had to choose your own father, would you rather it be Danny DeVito in an ostrich costume or really angry Mark Wahlberg? What? Yep. (laughs) Why an ostrich costume? I don't know. That's the question. That's all. We didn't get any context. Is this is this a almost sunny reference that I don't get? 
It's I, not according to Evan. He didn't say anything about him wearing an ostrich costume, so I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't watch Always Sunny, so I don't. I don't know, man. I uh, okay. Um. <laughs> I don't know the upsides or downsides of either. This can I be adopted? <laughs> I think if you're choosing your own father, doesn't that imply adoption? I mean, I don't want to turn get, it down. I don't, don't want to get the adoption center. I got it. I don't want to get spiritual here, but we could we could get into all kinds of different uh, angles to this. <laughs> I uh, no, let's let's go with really angry Mark Wahlberg. All right, I can get down with that. I think Be, Evan and I both chose Danny DeVito so. because I. I feel like the, I will respond to that in one of two ways growing up. I will either be hardened by it and become a cynical jerk who ends up like Jack Nicholson in As Good As It Gets, or I decide I'm never going to be like that and I become whatever the dude version of Mother Teresa is. <laughs> so a win-win? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I can get down with that for sure. I, I like that answer for really angry Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> yeah. All it, right. It'll either it'll either produce a real not nice person or the greatest guy ever. I'll take a I'll take a fifty fifty coin flip on being the greatest guy ever. <laughs> yeah, I mean better odds than I have right now, probably. So <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the hell you become as Danny DeVito in an ostrich uniform or ostrich outfits kid. I don't does he always wear the outfit? Like, <laughs> is it just when you're born? Like, how, how do, where does the outfit play a role in that? I have so many, I don't know. That's, no, I'm just going to take the angry dude and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> All right. Simplify. Maybe that's what the Avs need to do a little bit with their five on five play is simplify. Because that's right now. They cannot do anything correctly when they try and make any sort of complex play. It just goes horribly wrong. Um, I talked to Eric Johnson and morning skate in Dallas and he, I said, I asked him, I said, Hey, is this, you know, you guys are missing two or your three top skill guys. Do you almost have to change identities? And he said, you know, I think that's a good point. Uh, I think we do have to simplify. That's the exact word that he used. He said, we have to simplify our game at 5v5. We have to, you know, we're not going to generate as much off the rush. Or we're not going to be as good of a transition team, but we still like to get up and down. We still like to play with our team speed. And we're going to, you know, we're we're going to be who we are, but we do need to change it up a little bit to fit the personnel that they currently have. And I think, I think that's really where they have uh, let themselves down is that, they're trying to play like they have Landis Cog and Ranton and then like those guys are replaceable and they're trying to play the same game and it just doesn't working. Uh, they've got to try and find a different avenue of success. They've got to try and play a different game a little bit that that fits more of who they are. They're going to have to play more of a muck it, grind it, watch a lot of Arizona tape and and try to figure out how you generate two or three goals a night playing like that you know you still have a special talent in Nathan McKinnon but he needs to change his mindset all right transition is what you do transition is who you are 
that's great. Um, you get those opportunities, take them. But when you know when they when they specifically target him and shut that down, he needs to open up the bag of tricks and and have more than one in there. Uh, so I think five v five, it's they've got to they've got to change their attitude and their approach a little bit, and they have to you know they have to figure out a way to grind out goals because the, the pretty stuff isn't, isn't likely to be there, you know, shooting, shooting for the stick on the back door. Isn't something that you want to be doing with, you know, you don't, you don't want Belmar and Calvert trying to do that kind of stuff. Shoot pucks, dig rebounds, bang home, uh, you know, dirty, greasy goals right in front of the net. Be that don't, don't try and get cute and and try and make a highlight real play. I'm one of the topics at the watch party for the Dallas game was they wanted to see more individually out of McKinnon being stronger. You know, if he's going to try and do that transition game, he needs to understand that he's not going to have that backup and Mm -hmm. needs to try and drive the net himself individually instead of holding up and just kind of killing that momentum. Yeah. You know, and he's, you know, it's funny because Abs fans have watched all of the shifts that he's had over the last couple of years, and um, watching him pull up inside the blue line drove people crazy. Watching yeah. him skate towards the, the corner and stop drove people crazy. Watching him put his head down and go to the net drove people crazy because he was trying to do too much and do it all on his own. It's damned if you do and damned if you don't if you're the team's best player, and you don't do something unbelievable every time you have the puck. Um, the, I, I think he needs to facilitate better. He needs to understand that he's getting hardcore locked down and that they are selling out to stop him. And he needs to elevate those around him a little better than he is right now. Because if he does that and he starts facilitating and he turns into a guy that drops, you know, six assists in three games, then they'll defend how they they'll defend him differently. Yeah. They'll say, "Hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna change how we want to play defense on this guy, and uh, we're gonna go back to letting him shoot eight times a game because he's picking us apart with the excellent vision and the sublime passing right now. So let's let's you know change our approach here, and that is you know." <laughs> That's what he's got to force from other teams. He has to force adjustment by changing who he is and finding a different avenue uh, of success. Much like the Evs as a whole, if you keep trying to do the same thing and get stuck in that rut, it becomes much easier to defend a player. Yeah. I mean, you're you're making it easier for the other team because they they know what's working and they go out and they game plan for it and that's what they want to do and you play right into it. Yep. The moving down the lineup, Bednar has said directly, you can expect the blender. There's going to be very little connection of, of lines sticking together besides a, a few specific pairs. I imagine what's it going to take to find a little bit of chemistry here? Because there really has not been much in this forward course since losing Landy and Randman. Um, repeat the question. How is this lineup going to find chemistry with okay. all of the shaking and moving going on? 
Oh, man. I mean, if I had that answer, I might have Bedner's job, right? Yeah, very true. You might be an NHL head coach. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's that's the question. I, I don't think that there's an answer for that, honestly. I, I, it's a little bit of just trying stuff until you find something it that really works. It really is. And, you know, all the people coming down on Jared Bednar for, for blending up the lines, what's he supposed to do? They have three goals in two games. Why would you want him running it back? Worse, two goals in three games. That's it. Thank you. They have two goals in three games. Why would you want him to stick with that? Yeah, right. Obviously, whatever it was isn't working. Right. And and it doesn't, again, this is like with McKinnon. You're damned if you're doing, damned if you don't. Because if Bedner, if he, if he sticks with it, the argument is continuity. If he changes it up, it's, well, well he's changing up the lines too much. You know, these guys are never going to figure out how to play with each other. If You know, they they had two solid, they had really, they had a perfect lineup built. They had built the right lineup and then they lost the key. They lost two of the three key pieces to that lineup. Yep. You know? How do you manage? I guess the biggest question for me is they tried Kadri with McKinnon. That very clearly wasn't working. So they've moved Kadri back to center for the most part. And now you're trying to work around Jost as not at center again. Right. And, and like, you're hoping that he's something that he look, we've known for three years, Tyson Jost in the top six wing. Pretty much. Yeah. We've known that. And, you know, we could talk about his process all day. He's not producing the points. He doesn't deserve the job. That's that might be harsh 15 games into the season, but it's not 15 games into his career. We've seen this for two years now. We've seen this. And I just don't... I don't know what to do. I, honestly, I don't know what they're supposed to do. I don't feel like this was the this was the, the, the risk that they were taking coming into the season is that they would need Burakovsky and Jost to be leading men. And they're, they are support characters. They're second liners at best, right. basically. I mean, they are middle six players, which, you know, having middle six guys was a big upgrade from a, from a team a year ago that didn't have that. But your middle six guys only work out when they're playing as middle six guys. When you right. have to play them as, as your top guys, look, there's not a team out there that's built for that. I keep saying that because it's true. There are there's nobody out there. You know what happens? What happens if you take James Neal and Leon Dreisaitl away from Edmonton right now? But they're nowhere near as good. <laughs> they go they go immediately back to the team that they were the last couple of years with McDavid and who exactly? I mean, go down go down the NHL, go down the standings. And, and you know, look at who they, they're, they're playing Nashville tonight. Okay. Take Matt Duchesne off of them. Take Phil yep. Forsberg off of that lineup. A whole lot less firepower really and, quickly. Well, and they go right back to who they were. They yep. go right back to who they have been the last couple of years, which was a deep team, a balanced team, but one that just doesn't have that, that little push. That little extra that makes them so good. You know, that's, I mean, it's, 
it's I, I hate talking about the injuries, but it's you can't act like the story isn't being told the way that it is because they happen. I don't disagree. The injuries are obviously a major factor here. You cannot just write them off, but great teams find ways to scrap out wins. They, you know, they do. And, and I have said repeatedly on this pod that they just, they have not played well enough. They haven't deserved to win a game. Yeah. And that has to change. I will feel very differently about this. If they start, if they go out there and they put in a, a super solid effort and, uh, you know, they lose three to two or something and, you know, they, their process looks, a looks a lot better. It's something to build off of. And uh, that would be great. I mean, that you're hoping, right? Like that's, that's your hope. You hope something like that happens. Boy. I mean, it would feel better, but it almost feels like that would be too late. Now you're Oh, four and one. If you lose three to two, then you lose to Columbus on the weekend. I mean, if you keep losing games, this is a problem. But if they lose tonight, if they lose tonight to Nashville, a three to two game where they play well and they just look outgunned and they take that same effort into Columbus on Saturday, you feel like, hey, there's a decent chance that they could probably win that game. And then you've won a game and then, okay, now you've got two things that you can build from. And you start to feel less bad about yourself on, on any given day. You know, and that's how big is that? How big is that on for any of us in our lives? We act like this is some sort of rocket science. When you wake up and you don't want to go to work, chances are if you're dreading going to work and you're miserable when you get there, you're probably not putting in a very good day's worth of work. Just just human. It's just human nature. We all do it. We all have those days. Athletes are no different. They are not. You know, they get up, they go to work. They're losing and they're not having any fun. They're not enjoying being around each other. They're frustrated. Things are going against them. You know, it's it's the same thing. They, you need something good to happen to you to start to feel like, all right, we can build from this. But in the world of sports, you can't wait for something good to happen to you. You have yeah. to go make it. You have to create it. It's all process. You have to go out there, shift in and shift out. You have to start the game on time. You can't give up multiple goal uh, deficits in the first period. You can't get behind 2-0 in every single game and come back. You have to go out. How different would it be for them mentally if they went out tonight and got the first goal? Right. A completely different frame of mind for the entire game. And then all of a sudden, they're not chasing. They're feeling good about themselves. And hey, maybe in the very next shift, it, it ends up in the back of their net and they're tied. But ultimately, <laughs> these dudes have to go out and make something happen for themselves. They have to go yeah. out and they have to muster it up. They've got to generate it. This is still a team that has a chance to do something special this year. They just have to weather the storm. If they can weather the storm and they can come out on the other side of this and they're not buried in the standings, they're going to be dangerous between a home-heavy schedule in the second half and getting healthy, they will be dangerous and they will be the team nobody wants any piece of because they're going to be pissed off and they're going to be motivated. They just have to survive getting there. That's all they have to do. And right now, they're drowning. So they need need something. They've got to pull themselves up. 
and they've got to figure out a way to just fit on the second person on the door, slide over next to Kate Winslet, don't <laughs> freeze to death in the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> All right. Well, it would be a good place to start if they started protecting their own house a little bit. So winning at home, generally easier than winning on the road. And Chad with Houselift has an incredible service for everyone listening. If you or your friends are thinking about selling your house, but it's not in tip-top condition, go to houselift.com and they'll show you how to maximize your profit. If your house is in need of an upgrade, Houselift can assist in eliminating all the stress of the remodeling process while matching the current trends that buyers most desire. And get this, there are zero upfront costs from you, the homeowner. That's right, you won't pay for any of the upfront costs for the remodel until your house closes. Houselift will handle everything from the contractors to the design while managing all of the costs. Here's what you need to do. Head to their website or Facebook page both at houseliftcolorado.com and check out the incredible remodels Houselift has done for other homeowners here in the metro area. In past jobs, Houselift has put anywhere from fifteen to $60,000 more in their clients' pockets. Call 303-885-7888 today and find out what Houselift can do for you. Oh yeah, if you hire one of Houselift's preferred realtors, they'll sell your home without charging a listing commission. Third and final segment of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by The Green Solution with Rudo and AJ. It's time, once again, to talk about the Avalanche power play. They are one for their last 19 for a team that's struggling to score goals. Failing to capitalize on those opportunities just makes it feel even worse than normal. Everything feels bad right now, right? Yes, very true. <laughs> Except the PK, I swear to God, the PK is good. It's good, you guys. It, I mean, and, and they'll give up four power play goals tonight. I mean, yeah, right. it's be a disaster. Even when the PK is good, though, it's hard to feel good about it because they give up seven penalties in a game. So, right, right, because that's. I mean, hey, you're going to give up one power play goal. Yeah, that's just the reality if you're taking that many penalties. <laughs> Let's just hope that the next one doesn't come with a broken stick, eh? It'd be nice if, you know, I've, they're going to change that rule. They have to, right? Yeah. Well. Yeah, no, it's, uh, I mean, Eric Johnson said it after the game. Great. Now that they've gotten the call wrong, they'll be able to change the rule, and we're still screwed. Yep, it's true. So, of course, you know. He also went on to say, we are terrible. So definitely I mean, go read that wrong. piece yeah. if, uh, if you wanted a very, very honest assessment of their play right now. Which is one reason why EJ is so great after games. He doesn't pull punches. He doesn't throw cliches at you. He just says, we're terrible and or we're awesome. And then he goes oh. about his business. Yeah, pieces like that are a great reason to sign up for a DNVR membership if you haven't already. And you can help us out by using either code Rudo or code AJ as we try to win ourselves a year's supply of Breck brew. Had some walls in Dallas. Yeah, no, it's, it's everywhere now. It's really nationwide. You know, you know where it really is, is in all of our hearts. It's true. I need that year of supply. I'll be heartbroken without it. And that makes all the difference. <laughs> well, 
just something to keep in mind that you can get access to pieces like that from AJ writing about EJ being honest about where the Avs stand. Very. But EJ does not play on this power play. And I don't know what it's going to take to fix this power play without hashing it out over and over and over again. I haven't seen anything change on it. Nothing's changed. They're still trying the same nonsense. Uh, There's not this more than more than anything systems wise. Their their sense of urgency isn't there. They are so casual with the puck and there is no way they're being coached to do that. I don't know if it's fear of uh, making a mistake or not being wanting to be the guy to make the play. I don't know where mentally the disconnect is because I'm not inside their heads and none of us are except those guys. But the, the lack of urgency is what frustrates me far more than any other systems issues because urgency alone can make any system at least look interesting if you're just trying hard. And they are not. It It's top to bottom, though, isn't it? It's not just urgency. Half the time they waste half the power play failing to get into the zone in the first place. Dump it in. I swear to God, dump it in for one whole game. <laughs> I understand that that it may not work. But give other teams a different look. Just give them a different look. Because insisting on doing the same thing over and over and over. It comes back to that being stuck in a rut, right? You have to keep other teams honest or else they're just going to adapt directly to exactly what you keep doing. And, And, you know, you can talent your way through some things. They are not at that point right now. They have to try something different that fits the talent they have available to them. And they're not doing any of that right now. They're not coaching to the team they have. They're coaching to the team they wish they had. And that's what's driving me insane. And it's also driving them into a ditch because they're losing all of their games. Yep. Hard to argue with an 4 and one record, and clearly whatever they're trying to apply isn't working. Try something different because it hasn't worked. If that means putting Vlad Kamenev on the top line next to Nathan McKinnon so that certain people stop threatening to riot, then have at it. Why not? There isn't a good argument against it at this point. Go crazy, man. Like, try a little of everything. P.S. Vlad Kamenev is an NHL player, and I will go down swinging with that take. I think a lot of people are with you on that one. He has been a bit of a light in the darkness of these last couple games. He's been consistently earning his spot. Yeah, I mean... (sighs) Process is really uh, encouraging. The hands are there. The vision is there. The skill is there. I watch him make plays that nobody else does when they're doing special teams practice. He's the only guy on the second unit that can make the Royal Road Pass. He also is the only guy on the second unit that likes to shoot. So if only, he could just, <laughs> if only he could just pass to himself. That'd be great. So... I mean- 
he's a guy that I identified and said, hey, this guy has to step up in the wake of injuries. He still has to. It's got to happen for him. You got to do it right now, man. You got to do it right now. Your career depends on this. Do it right now. I mean, he got an assist last game, so that's a good place to start. Was that ever a missile from Comfort? Yeah, that that one of the best shots I've ever seen him make, to be honest. The the building didn't know what to do because the I, puck was in and out so quickly, and the and the referee super casually gave him the goal sign. <laughs> like it was like I wish I wish we were on video so I could be doing this right now because I'm I'm doing it and nobody can see me because I'm in my basement, but. It was so casual and slow where it was just like, yeah, it's a goal. Because the Stars <laughs> players like gathered the puck up like they were going to do something with it. And the Avs are going to celebrate. And the referee was like, no, it's a goal, guys. And like none of the Avs fans in the building reacted. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like they go to center ice and all of a it was like, oh, it's two to one. Wow, it's two to one. This has been a crazy period. It should probably be five nothing. Yeah, I had a really awkward moment at the watch party because I was pretty sure it was in immediately. So I was stood up and cheering while the rest of the bar was still sitting down. You see, and, and see, see, everybody, everybody was confused on it. The whole thing. Uh, awkward. Yes, definitely a little bit awkward. But if you're so good that the other team's not even sure you scored, well, that's definitely a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it was um, it was strange. Great play though. I mean, all three guys. It was a nice play from Makar uh, through the neutral zone. Kamenev, uh, nice little dish, good good feed, and then obviously Comfort with the finish. This I talked about this on my review video of the game, but this positive is what drives me crazy. They are completely capable as a team of making plays like that. There's just no consistency to it right now. Yeah. Yeah, straight it's, up. It's just really tough when you know that the team is capable of it. I'm sure they know they are capable of it, but oh, yeah. it's just not showing up. Yeah, their their frustration after morning skate in Dallas was palpable. And then today guys just did not want to talk to us at all. They were like, "No, we don't have we don't really have anything to say." Um, we just need to go out and do it. There's nothing more left for us to say to you guys. We haven't already said this is about doing. And I swear to God, there's a different vibe on in this locker room than there have been on past avalanche teams that have struggled through losing streaks. They, to their core, believe that they can do something special this year and that this is just a temporary roadblock, but they've got to get through it. You're not entitled to a damn thing in this league. They've got to they've got to get points. They've got to keep up pace because if they can just stay within striking distance, they're they're going to do something. But they've got to they've got to stay afloat and right now it's all just noise. Yeah. I nice to hear that at least behind the scenes the mentality seems to be where it should be. It's a proper least. anger. It's not a feeling sorry for ourselves. It's not a, we're all poor us. It's not down on our luck. It's none of that garbage. It's we're better than this. And we have to just go out and be better. We have to own this. All right. Well, I guess on that note, final thoughts on the abs and 
what's it going to take against Nashville tonight? I honestly, I said this the other day after the Dallas game. I think they need a goalie to steal something for him. Yeah. I think Give they need a goal or less kind of scenario. They need an emotional lift. And I think if they see that their goalie back there battling and battling, keeping the minute and doing it. And this is not to say that Grubauer hasn't been doing that at all. It's not at all what I'm saying. But if they can get into the second period and uh, and are not trailing and are at least tied going into the second period, I think that they will start to feel a lot better about themselves. And that would be my key to the game. Get into the second period and into it, not like start the second period, but like get halfway through the second period uh, without trailing and and really sink their teeth into the game and go from there. And I think that's the key for them tonight. There you go. Give them a little bit of confidence, maybe not yep. trying to cover up themselves. All right. I I like that. I We'll see. Nashville is obviously a very good team. Not going to be an easy game by any stretch of the imagination, but sometimes it's games like this that the Avs kind of get up to that next level for. So hopefully that's the case, but on tomorrow's show, we may be ranting about how great it was or how terrible it was. You'll just have to wait and see. But thank you for listening as always, and you will hear from us again tomorrow. You guys may or may not have witnessed our very own Ryan Koningsberg experience a pretty rough hangover after the Broncos draft party and preseason game at Blake Street Tavern. If you haven't, the video is worth checking out on Facebook at DNVR Broncos. Vita Mobile IV came to Ryan's rescue, and I mean they really came through. Vita Mobile IV comes to your home, office, dorm room, or wherever you need some serious hydration. Vita Mobile IV is made up of professionals passionate about preventative health and the benefits of IV therapy as well as alternative medicine. Recover and recharge with Vita Mobile IV. Download their app today. Request a skilled IV drip therapist. Sit back and relax because they come to you. Don't forget to use promo code HYD20 and save 20% off your first IV drip. Visit VitaMobileIV.com today to learn more or just download their app and book your appointment. And that's HYD20 to save 20%.